I'm Matthew McCleary. And I'm Mitchell McCleary. And this is Movies While They Sleep. The podcast from two brothers who watch movies and talk about them after their families have gone to bed. And on this week's episode, we've got a special episode. We did watch a new movie called Barbarian, uh, which is an insane thriller. But we also creating our top five movies where the house is also a character movie no spoilers it's in the right? trailer for barbarian it's an airbnb horror movie yeah 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 but yeah barbarian's not a movie we talk a ton about because spoilers and all of that it's it's a pretty crazy movie but we wanted to talk about our favorite movies where the house is also a character barbarian which was in theaters and i think still is because it's been fairly successful is also streaming on hbo max october 25th oh okay in a couple in of a days. couple of days so if you didn't catch it in theaters, you'll be able to see it there, fresh for Halloween. The timing is there, and we're going to jump right in, sleepyheads. You know what movie doesn't hold up? First of all, <laughs> enough with the Bluetooth signals. Enough. <laughs> They're just floating around everywhere, and every device in the house is trying to grab onto it. I found it, I found it. We started this episode already, and frankly, it was a it was a beautiful. It was intro. a great intro, great intro. It was funny, entertaining, informative, and I find out my my audio is connected to my AirPods, which are in our different room to this laptop <laughs> for no reason. Uh, and I'll be listening to a podcast, doing dishes, and all of a sudden it's like clicks in. And it's like the <laughs> the the Derby Girls show <laughs> that Sarah's watching, or whatever. And I'm like. TV stuff. I, <laughs> I put my AirPods in in like the the bedroom I'm cleaning, and I'm getting whatever YouTube kids junk that Enoch is watching <laughs> on like, the TV into my head. If I'm already if it's connected, it's like there's no sharing here. <laughs> I'm already playing with this Bluetooth wavelength. Yeah, it's, gosh. Yeah. So yeah, tell me for the first time what movie doesn't hold up. <laughs> well, I was just gonna say the movie that doesn't hold up. I just put on a movie and I knew we were gonna do this, so something light uh, that I knew was gonna be interrupted. Uh, yeah, the terminal does not hold up in the year 2022. And I know, I thought of you when I put this on because I know you really loved this movie. <laughs> Famously, this is one of my favorite movies. This is one of those movies that I'm. We either have, you know, we, we no, have we owned. On DVD. We owned. On yeah, DVD. we owned on DVD among seven other films. <laughs> In like 2007, including, including and you could find including an, uh, a Don Henley concert, <laughs> an Eric Clapton concert, yeah, Shrek, uh, like season three of Everybody Loves Raymond, <laughs> and uh, I don't know, and The Matrix, and The Matrix, which is my first radar movie, yeah. But you could find a seventh grade Mitchell by himself on a Friday night, again watching The Terminal by himself in the living room. Where is everybody? I don't know. <laughs> Eating stale Papa Murphy's. <laughs> so. <laughs> Listen, it wasn't a hard life. <laughs> was it a f- interesting life? Was it a fun life? <laughs> Who's to say? <laughs> so. I was Tom Hanks, gathering up quarters. By myself. Well, to well, get some food. You know, <laughs> <laughs> while my Eastern European country goes to war, <laughs> and I'm stuck at home, waiting for the nukes to drop. Good you know, God. as you know, I was weirdly relevant actually <laughs> in 2022. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As I was watching this movie, I was like, I, I felt this enormous amount of nostalgia because he's in JFK and he's walking through and there's like a Starbucks and that hasn't really changed and then he walks by a Borders Books and right. everyone's wearing like that early 2000s like, oh, didn't I clothes. put them out of business? You've got me. You know, everybody's like wearing the early 2000s clothing but now this the, 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 the real wave of nostalgia that I'm feeling is you watching this movie alone <laughs> in that living room. <laughs> what other... <laughs> scenario could exist <laughs> what was the, was there another movie that you basically watched like every night i watched um, juno every night juno like, i'd fall asleep to juno like freshman year of high school for some yeah oh boy well yeah did so, not age well <laughs> speaking of not aging well. 
Okay. So the terminal, it's a weird. It, it just oh, you know. Gosh. How uh, much awful, awful trends and language did you know? Yeah, Juno. That I, create for our generation. Yeah, I, I never really loved the the slang in it. I was always kind of put off by it. But yeah, I just, Lego my ego. Ugh, yeah, yeah. That sounds like a tweet of yours. That sounds like that sounds like <laughs> liking the Facebook page of I purposely go out of my way to step on crunchy leaves. That's what that sounds like. That's the same person uh-huh, who says that uh-huh. and does that. What I was gonna say also, the movie that does hold up well since its original release, you know what that is? Uh, unfortunately I do. I saw Avatar, the re release of Avatar in theaters today. The Lost Airbender. No. Uh, and it is Which a, a new one. They're making a new, like Avatar Airbender movie. You know, maybe that was a meme that was going around. No, I'd have to check because they're they, the sequel to Avatar is actually coming out in December. Okay, <laughs> Avatar, like <laughs> the much more important Avatar universe, that's actually happening. Well, so I went and saw it. It's a 4K remaster of the original movie, and I saw it on an IMAX screen in 3D, and. I, I was I mean it looks it looks amazing I mean it just and this was my big takeaway Mitchell I mean I I, and I think you know you said like oh that you've heard this movie only looks good in a theater which I think is fair it's it's just really immersive when you're in that in that or setting it is only good as a total oh sure yeah, yeah um, but the effects hold up extraordinarily well <clears throat> and we're back. So uh, we were talking about Avatar, and here's what happened. We're now two days later, but for you all, it's going to be seconds, because Mitchell, uh, Mitchell's magic of editing. Mitchell's older son started uh, crying. He cried for two days straight, right? You know, we could just <laughs> just jump into the conversation. Okay, okay. <laughs> Anyways, right? Well, Is, am I what I wanted know? to say was I've now finished watching the terminal. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what you know uh, what it's a it's really it, wins it really you is a cheesy movie but it's really like old comfort food kind of thing and uh it's, it's it's very nice but i really did catch her that it's kind of crazy how much stanley tucci hates um uh tom hanks in that movie <laughs> i know it makes no sense truly <clears throat> it's like this guy <laughs> that i'm messing with <laughs> I'm directly causing all of the issues that like are upsetting me about him. Uh, yeah, it's very uh, yeah, it's just a weird little movie. All right, so we've uh, rambled about the terminal and Avatar a little bit, but we're back. Mitchell, do you want to set up today's episode for us? Ba barbarian, ba barbarian. Is that a th- is that Am from right? a thing? What is that? A song? Dave the Barbarian. The Disney Channel original cartoon. I have from, no idea. I have no idea. I'm, I'm going to guess 2006. So when I was a senior in high school and definitely not watching Disney Channel original cartoons. You were not a senior in 2006. I graduated Come in 2007. Now. Yes, I was a senior in the big, the second half well, of 2006. Let's, let's see the exact. 2004. Okay. 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 So when I was in high school. Anyways, sure. You say enough people will know. <laughs> okay. Anyways, you say we're talking about Barbarian, but honestly, we're not really going to talk much about Barbarian, which is a new horror film out this past month. Well, here's my thing. I- I'm flirting with the idea of doing a spoiler-packed quick talk on it. Okay. And then giving people a reference timestamp to jump uh, ahead in the conversation. Okay. Are you uh, feeling that? Yeah, I mean, we can have a short conversation about Barbarian. I did not prepare for a Barbarian conversation. <laughs> I mean, how could you? I truly? know. I know. So, um, we talked. We haven't really talked a lot about horror film on the podcast. We were going to do a horror episode last year, which has been postponed to. You know, a certain, <laughs> certain time in the future. Probably not. Um, yeah, eventually. Um, a horror is not a genre that I go to all that often. Uh, right. Today is right. October 2nd, so I guess it's spooky season. Spooky season has dropped. What's I mean, and, and it's weird, right? Because I think we've kind of had this conversation a little bit where, like, my favorite horror stuff, maybe on the fringe of the genre, right? It's like Alien. I mean, Alien's a horror movie, but right. I've, it's it, sci-fi it, first. It, it, it's not on that shelf of just gore yeah. in Hollywood video. Yeah. 
or blockbuster. <laughs> yeah. Right? Different strokes, different folks. But it's not the Hellraiser covers. It's not <sighs> the Child's Play Friday 13. Yeah. And that stuff is just not really my thing. <laughs> it's more, I mean, you like it. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm getting to know it better. Sure. The past couple Octobers. Sure. Oh, yeah, and yeah, I, yeah. I know, I know some people look down on those who I don't know. I only only watch horror movies during October, but I need an excuse to do something. So yeah, no, I, you know, it's just kind of. Although I did watch the original Nightmare on Elm Street the other night, and it's not good. And let me let me say, <laughs> bad. I, I this is kind of my thing with a lot of these. It's like I don't know. So so few of them actually hold up. Yeah, you know, I I'm I, I have that experience pretty regularly of. You know, probably not having grown up in that time, not having the the like in the moment. Yeah, the, these are yeah. are changing the game. Yeah. Like I'm sure there's a ton of movies that we do feel that way about. That sure, people won't relate to in yeah. the future. But on the whole, yeah, some of these horror movies that set the bar for classics are just tough watches. And so when I watched Nightmare on Elm Street, and it was terrible to me. Yeah. And then, the, like, two nights later, I watched this movie called The Hitcher, mm-hmm. which is a lesser-known horror movie from the 80s mm-hmm. um, that I think Criterion, or I saw on a list somewhere yeah. recommending it. And then I was shocked at how good mm-hmm. it was. Yeah. Five-star movie for me. Uh, it gave me hope for the genre. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, and I like I said, I think there's stuff that I like in it. Or not hope. It gave me more interest sure. in the genre, sure. I should say. It's just not kind of my go-to, and a lot of, the, a lot of that stuff I just kind of... It's not my thing, and that's that's fine. And but Barbarian like kind of came out last month, and I knew almost nothing about it except for like pretty universal acclaim, mm-hmm. which I was like, all right, I'm, I'm and and not just like from horror people, but like just as a movie, it's good. And and I didn't even watch the trailer. Basically, what I knew about it was it's a girl books an Airbnb, and when she gets there. There's already a guy there. It looks like it's double booked, and something stranger is even go- stranger than that is going on. And I'm like, right. incredible premise. I mean, five star premise. <laughs> yeah, and I think what got me in the theater was enough people saying like, just go. Yeah, 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 yeah. L- yes, learn anything too. about it. Just go yeah. and have fun. Yeah. That and <clears throat> that that uh, invitation was too tempting yeah. to pass up. So we're gonna talk a little bit of spoilers on Barbarian, and then we'll move into. Uh, what it, kind of the rest of our episode, which is a theme, and really has nothing to do with horror, but one of the kind of key features of Barbarian is this house, the Airbnb that the the main character ends up at, and the house really does kind of figure not just prominently because it takes place there and it's the Airbnb, but it kind of is this character unto itself, um, right. and so that's what we're going to build a top five movies where the house is a character uh, right. list. Uh, so I'm excited about that. Um, so we're going to do that, but we'll just kind of talk about Barbarian really briefly. I love the premise. I think it's incredible. And and one of the things that I love about it is I'm really interested in the way that horror or, or just like kind of thriller genre stuff is mm-hmm. interrogating or adapting to very like modern contemporary things, right? Sensibilities. Yeah. I mean, like this, this Airbnb yeah. thing, double booking. I mean, it's like, and, and the way that it plays on that too, right? The whole first half hour, like she actually goes inside. It's the middle of the night. It's a strange man she doesn't know. And, and the movie plays with your expectations of that because it's like, mm-hmm. oh, he really is in on this and he has set this up and he's going to do harm to this woman, right? And so spoilers officially happen yeah, 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 yeah. for Barbarian. Yeah. Do not listen to this part if you haven't seen it and skip ahead to to hear a conversation about our top five movies where the house or a house is a main character in the movies. So continue. Oh, I mean it plays with your expectations because you're thinking, okay, double booked Airbnb, he's in on it, he's gonna do her harm. And right. He's pl- orchestrated this <clears throat> madness. Yes. And and you're kind of weary, like, oh my gosh, she she went in, she went into the house, and they mess with you on many, many. They they like because oh, yeah. you know a, a part of this genre is like fulfilling your expectations. Yes, you know what I'm saying, and that's why yeah. I think maybe it's disappointing sometimes this genre. Where it's like, yeah, like the obviously this is where this is leading to. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like the, these, like, kind of not set them up, knock them down premise for a horror movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? So when one comes along that's genuinely surprising, it's like a treat. 
yeah, because this one is genuinely surprising, and this one really is like a masterclass exercise in uh, don't don't go in there uh, movies. You know, and basically they they have a night, uh, they sleep in separate rooms, and 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 you know, other than a little thing in the middle of the night where he's making noises in his sleep, there's no you know no incident, right? And I mean, sure. I mean, well, okay, so we're in spoilers. Yeah. So what what's beautiful about some of that setup is like. Her door is opened yeah. after she had shut it. Yeah, and he's having nightmares in his sleep. Okay, you, you are you are unsettled by yeah, these yeah, little yeah. moments, and they're building you up to expect him to yeah. be messing with her. Well, yeah, but then but then in the middle of the night, you know the the door to the basement shuts behind her, and she doesn't see right. it. Right, you know it's, and it's right. so 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 pretty quickly that first night, you're like, okay, somebody else is here, and. And basically, you know, the next day she see that's that's interesting. I thought like initially when her door was opened, yeah. and he, I thought he was like like messing with her in that. Oh, I'm gonna pretend to be having a nightmare. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't even sure, know. Sure, like, sure. He's just like screwing around with her yeah. and trying to get her like frazzled. Yeah, but know? when she's when she's coming out to him and he's having a nightmare at the back of the hallway, the basement mm. door closes. Right, and right. and so the 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 creature, the the, the mother creature, had Gosh. come out at night, right? So so basically, it's the like next day, down. It's I'm crazy. like looking over my shoulder it's, right now. It's like, crazy, dude. There's so, the, no. the most terrifying shot in the entire movie for me. Yeah, on reflection, like obviously being down in the depths of the house. I know you're looking, you're looking for it behind you. Being in the depths of the house, like the gun with the flashlight shot. Yeah, and sure. she's like slowly creeping out. It's really scary. But when our female lead escapes mm-hmm. through the basement window, it's through the and basement the window. At, I totally agree. Yeah, and yeah. she's at the window looking at her, and she slowly creeps back in. Yeah, is so unnerving. Yeah, and it it's like she's free, she's escaped, but it's like this force. And then and then inhabits not, this space still. And then not thirty seconds later, the homeless man who had been looking out for her says, "Oh, oh, she comes out at night," and you're like, "Oh, she ain't that free." <laughs> Right, right, right. But there's something about the shot of like this is like middle of the day, and a lot of the initial scares are based around plummeting the depths in the darkness, you know. But seeing the mother in the day like that was oh yeah yeah very disturbing yeah. You know, so I mean, she uncovers. You you know why? I, I think it because it reminds you. It's like it's not some spiritual. Or like a mystical thing that kind of needs darkness, like yeah, darkness, yeah, yeah, yeah. to like have an effect on you. Yeah, it's like this is a a, a living being I, who can come out in the middle of the day if they want. You know, I think that's why I responded to the movie because I think the horror stuff that I feel most distant from, or or mm-hmm. I'm less least interested in, is like very supernatural horror. Right. Um, right. Same. Because you know, for for like kind of personal reasons and and my own kind of convictions personal convictions about supernatural some some supernatural stuff and and some a level of discomfort with it but then i also have this thing of like i feel like you can just do anything and yeah it's not you can't hold on to it yeah like you know i watched um the black phone um which is that ethan hawk movie right and i really like the part of the movie where it's ethan hawk is this you know absolutely vile villain in this neighborhood terrorizing this town yeah right but then the central premise is that the the boy that he's he locks up in his basement is communicating to the to the to other boys who have been killed through a supernatural phone and i'm just like it's it's so meaningless to me you know that's why most stephen king stuff doesn't work for me oh yeah that's interesting there's a a, we're on the back of a turtle and this it thing's been here forever to yeah us. it's like you know there's a reason science of the lambs is one of the scariest movies of all time oh 100 percent. people have done what happens in that movie yeah two people yeah, yeah. and terrifying and, and barbarian obviously is a tremendous stretch from reality totally. Totally. um but but it's At the same see, time. see to, to me what was so unsettling about it was the wildness of america that was like yep. a big theme for me of, I mean, the movie takes place in like this absolutely decayed, not decaying, but decayed a suburban neighborhood of Detroit. Detroit. Yeah. And 
and and obviously that that that's so evocative of like America gone by and except for the Airbnb which is yeah. furnished beautifully yeah and what a great moment when she wakes up the first night where yeah know, she hasn't met the mother yeah and she looks around and sees that the neighborhood is decrepit yeah and it's so reminiscent of when you have showed up somewhere in the middle of the night. Yes. Like, have you ever had that? Like, oh, yeah, showing up totally. to an Airbnb and like, oh, you didn't know how beautiful it looked when no. you, you know, I was when thinking, the sun came up. I was thinking about your bachelor party weekend. And we were at mm. that Airbnb in the middle of nowhere. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was a freaky Airbnb in the middle of nowhere. And it was kind of a freaky Airbnb in the middle of nowhere. And we yeah. got there in the middle of the night. And there was a basement, too. I remember they're like, yeah. you're like, all right, who's going down? You know, yeah. just going to check it out. And, and then we wake up and it's like a farmhouse or something. Yeah, it was beautiful. Um, and not in a gross neighborhood, but you know, so, so, so there's like a wildness to America and then there's, it's this extended flashback sequence where you kind of get the origin of the basement and the, the underground tunnels. And, and it's like, again, there's a, there's a level of unreality there. This is not realistic in, in a, in, in that much of a way, but there's, it's, it's definitely kind of this interrogation of, you know, kind of that kind of crime and wickedness in America mm-hmm. in the 60s and 70s, right? You, you, you know, there's a, there's a reason the number one, like, podcast genre is true crime. You know, the, 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 way, the reason right. that, that, that Netflix keeps pumping out documentaries on serial killers from the 70s right. is because there's a fascination with this stuff. And the spectacle. Yeah, I mean, it's a spectacle. I don't know. I'm curious. I've, I've kind of often been curious as to why we're fascinated by these things. Well, especially with the like the, the way that the house presents as like modern, cozy. Sure, yeah. Uh, sophisticated, like style-wise, like cool, you know. Yeah. And how anyone can present any way they want in this world, but to truly know them. Horrors can be lurking beneath and you have no yeah. idea truly you have no idea yeah like a lot of the ted bundy stuff of like he's so charming he's so handsome he's so yeah and, like the monster that he is you know yeah yeah and like how really it's impossible to know yeah truly and, and that's such a terrifying idea that you don't yeah, I mean, want I think to be that's true. the that's what I, the, I comment on the wildness of america yeah. and and that's so much been the american story you know, mm-hmm. basically, since you know Europeans came to this this right, continent, right. whether right. it's serial killers or corporations, it's like yeah. you see a presentation of normalcy, yeah, and then what evils are lurking beneath, yeah. My God, and, I mean, it's been there since since the beginning, right? Mm-hmm. And so I don't know. I just uh, I thought it was so effective. I love the 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 moment you know halfway through the movie where it just cut to black and then you are in hollywood with justin long's terrible character um and i love the way that unfolds i was just very impressed i was very impressed by the the confidence of the movie it felt like a roller coaster i mean in the best in the best sense i mean i just didn't know it was coming and i'm like and the stuff that loses me in the movie is the kind of more despicable parts of it Mm-hmm. Um, just because I'm not, I'm, I'm like, ah, this is not. It, as soon as it moves from thrilling to that, I'm, I'm just kind of like, I don't, I don't want to deal with this, I, you know. Right. And and that's that's a lot of kind of the genre for me is that's kind of right. Probably why I just don't watch a lot of this stuff. It's like sadistic. Yeah, yeah, and and I'm just kind of I'm kind of conscious of my own curiosity in these things, and I, I'm just right. trying to measure the health of that. You right? ever go on those Wikipedia like rabbit hole? binges of reading about serial killers or uh or even like reading about like school shootings you know oh my gosh and it's like you feel like a much darker person after having just read about what people have done yeah you know yeah because you're just like oh people are capable of such profound evil and it's like i'm reminding myself of that in great detail yeah it's like what why you know like it kind of goes back to the why of the true crime it's like yes let's meditate on the profound evil and the greatest evil of our generations, you know? Yeah. But uh, I'll say this, Justin Long helps alleviate some of the tension. No, I mean, I think that's what was so nice about it. There was a real lightness to the humor, and I thought it was a funny movie in a lot of ways. When it cuts to L.A. convertible, and you're so relieved to be out of that house. Yeah. You know, it was like, thank you. (laughs) Like, you're grateful to the movie. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, and it's funny, too, Justin Long's obsession with square footage in terms of the value yeah. of his rental property is like, oh, yeah, that's the evil of America as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
I mean, I thought that sequence was absolutely hilarious. Like, oh, there might be a potential torture dungeon in my house. Like, can I make some more money off that, though? Yeah. The way he's so unfazed by what he's finding mm-hmm. um, is really, I mean, it's just hilarious and sad. And, and then I love the house. I mean, the house is this great, you know, central kind of, it, it gives the movie this structure and this foundation in, in, in a literal way and in this kind of, you know, always coming back to it um, mm-hmm. is really, really phenomenal. And that got us thinking. Like, yes. This, obviously, it's a great horror movie. It's a fun time at the theaters, depending on your capacity for the genre uh, or your tolerance for the genre, I should say. Uh, go with friends if you can. I don't know even if it's showing anymore because we're a little late to this, but um, it got us thinking of how could we talk this talk about this movie in a bigger capacity. And, in a bigger and I would say, in terms of recommending the movie, this is like a qualified recommendation right. of like this is great if you can if you can stomach this if this is. If this is, you know, and we, I th- we've definitely talked about this on the podcast before of just being aware of what is good and productive for you wherever you're at right. with this stuff. And, and so like, to me, like I said, there, there were parts of it that were thrilling, like a roller coaster. And there were parts of it that I just did not care for. And, yeah. uh, but on the whole, I mean, I think as a horror exercise, it was like, well done. They, they achieved something. Uh, but yes, it got us thinking about our list of top five respective and we, we could throw some out there, make the official list, but top five movies where the house is a bit of a main character and plays a major role. We're not each doing a top five. We're, we're making a top five, right? Yeah. Okay. I right. only am bringing like six or seven to the Let's table. See, I'm though. bringing one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight. I've only got eight, but two of them are like honorable mentions. So, yeah. Okay. Okay. How do you want to do this? You want to just go back and forth and we kind of say yay or nay? Mm-hmm. What's the criteria here? What do you mean, what's the criteria? What, what to you, when you were thinking about movies of the house as a character, what what did that entail? Itself, because a lot of mine are horror movies, but I, I, I was in the headspace of, could this movie have been as effective with it? I don't know, I'm trying to think of the movies that like definitely are in this world, like like yeah. Home Alone is one. Okay, you know, Home Alone is first one ha- on my list. Okay, I was going to say, I did not put Home Alone on my list. Yeah, because I was like, what he's doing in that movie could be any house. Yeah, like I guess mine. I one of the qualifiers is like a level of uniqueness to sure the space. Like like in Barbarian, where it's like, I don't know if they built that house that set just for that movie, but sure, you couldn't do this anywhere, sort of thing. Yeah, you yeah, know? I, and, and the I mean, ones that just kind of like were burned in my brain of like, oh, I think about that house sometimes. Sure. See, see, for me, it was. House central to the plot and kind of the iconic aspect of the house, which is why right. Home Alone ends up on my list. Now, okay. I'm okay if Home Alone doesn't make it in the top five. Like, right here, you need to make make a letterbox list right now okay. that has all the entries. Yeah, so, so we'll start with Home speak Alone. More on home? Yeah, let's start with Home Alone. I mean, Home Alone comes up for me because the image of that house is so iconic. And and then obviously the centrality to the plot because that's where the scheme happens and 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 there's a cleverness and the set is really unique right because it's not a real house there's no way that that you know I I just think of that that shot that that fast motion shot of everybody running around getting ready for the vacation right. you know I mean to to me. I just find such a strong association with images both on the outside and the inside of that house with what right. happens in that movie. I mean, it, it, it is a really effective use of that space. And it's it, it's really important to the plot because you, you need to always know, you need to know how that space works, which is why I think Home Alone 2, which I, I have a lot more nostalgia for. but mm-hmm. the Same, for some the, reason. Yeah, the booby trap you know, sequence at the end is not as effective because it's not right. a space you're familiar with at all. And where the house, I mean, they're slowly building that out. I mean, it's just, it's just, a, it's a fun movie. It's a Christmas movie, you know, whatever. Um, yeah. but I have a lot of like, that's really burned in me is the home alone house. <clears throat> it's one of those things. It's like, you, you would think that this, any, literally any movie could go on this list where the house is important, but as well, I was thinking I'll, about it, it's like, they're, they're not as standout as you would think they'd be. No. Cause I'll tell you one where I love the house but 
I, it, it, and it's Knives Out, right? So I love the house in Knives I, Out. I was wondering if you'd be putting this on your I, list. And it's not on my list because I actually don't think it's that central to the plot. They just mm-hmm. lucked out in like the best location in the country. Uh, right. <laughs> right. It, right. It, it's, it, it's a cool house, but it's not. Yeah. We needed yeah. it to be like this. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm, t- I'm wondering if I should start with one that I know we both are doing. All right. Whatever. Do whatever you want. Parasite. Okay, great. Parasite. Absolutely. Parasite we both know is on this list. Yeah. Officially. Yeah. So I'm going to move Parasite into the number one spot above Home Alone. And if you haven't seen Parasite, I, I don't know I don't know the Venn diagram people that haven't seen it and are listening to this. It's probably That's none. So true. But uh, if, if there is a, a lonely wanderer in that middle ground of haven't seen and listening here, go check it out. Because they built the house for the movie. Yeah. Everything about the movie revolves around the idea of this house. Yeah. It is, it's so amazing because the space is beautiful. They then, the space has utility, right? Because, because of the different ways that they've designed the house, right? With the automatic light bulbs and the garden space. And then obviously the secret underground thing, all of that. Basement in the basement. It's very barbarian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The basement in the basement, you know, all of that has real utility, but then it is so perfectly reinforces the themes of the movie, Gosh. right? The upstairs, downstairs, the higher, lower class of it right. all, right? It's so... And, and it's such a nice contrast to other living spaces from characters in the film. Oh, absolutely, right? I mean, yeah. so, so to me, this is like the gold standard of the house as a character because it's super cool. It serves the plot extremely well, and it reinforces the themes perfectly. Yeah, the fact that it can be so beautiful and scary at the same time. Yeah. And Barbarian nails it. Gosh, I know this is like film analysis 101, but is there anything scarier than the thing in the basement coming up to the surface? (laughs) (laughs) Is there anything scarier than the revealing of your inner darkness that you've been burying? deep below i saw this thread on twitter last week it was like what's the scariest single shot of any movie ever for you oh yeah yeah and i saw that and, too and the first one that i saw i mean i don't know how twitter organizes it if it's by response or it's just the algorithm you know the algorithm knows it. you for sure yeah. the first response that i saw was the image of the man who's living in the basement it's it's, it's it's the birth kid's birthday party flashback right his birthday it's right he's eating cake out of the fridge at night and you he just see his ghost. eyes yeah he sees a ghost yeah. you just, and it's I just know. it's so good it's, it's so terrifying You're like it, stay down there <laughs> I, I know I, I don't know if it's like a california thing like you have a basement i have a basement and it's terrifying it is terrifying it's horrible i hate it um, and it has a room so on the you walk down my basement to the left is like washer dryer classic like like fluorescent light that's half broken spiders whatever but on the right there's a, a room and when you go in that room there's like workbench tables so already you're like all right who's yeah. doing what down here but part yeah. of that room is there's like a, a rust on the walls <clears throat> that is like like in a falling pattern, like water. So it looks like blood. There's looks like there's blood on the walls for one. For two, the entrance to that room is like a swinging gate door, like a fenced door, and uh, there's a lock on the door, on on the outside. No. So it's like you're kind of thinking, why would I need, like as a homeowner, why would I need that? No. A lock on the outside, like. I'm like, am I keeping something very expensive in there? And I'm assuming someone's going to break in the house and try to get in through that. You know, like I, I know that that seems like a basic thing. Like we have locks on our bedrooms. That's from the inside. I understand. You, you, so who knows what was going on down there at some point, this house was built in the thirties. So I'm sure there's some mother like terrifying history here. (sighs) Um, So it's good stuff. So parasite automatic. I I don't know if it's a California thing where, most of our homes don't have basements and mm-hmm. so I don't have that experience and my whole conception of the basement of a house is basically informed mm-hmm. by movies and TV which are like usually scary <laughs> right but you it can't is, escape it, it. Yeah. Love addicts are scary house. but not really you know no addicts are fine my, addicts my are national associate, lampoons t- Christmas vacation I was, 
just gonna say my I knew association say. <laughs> with that is, is Christmas Vacation, and it's like it's fun. Like old clothes memorabilia from the family. Anyway, yeah, it's great. All right, hit me with one. I'm gonna go with this is uh, not a horror or thriller movie at all, and I don't know if you've seen it, but it's an independent movie from 2019, The Last Black Man in San Francisco. Did you I see this movie? Put this on my list. Oh. I did see it. Oh my gosh! Okay, yeah. you have seen this. Yeah, I, I think I I saw it a couple years ago. Yeah, and it hadn't quite reached the acclaim in my head for getting on the list. Sure. Yeah. But so it's I, great. I, yeah, I saw that. I saw this in theaters. Um, and and so uh, the house in question is this like beautiful home in San Francisco, mm-hmm. and you know it's these two these these two African-American guys, their friends are like childhood friends. And now they live in like South Bay because they can't afford to live in the city. And one of them like goes and visits this house every day. And he does like handyman work on it because, you know, he, he kind of has spun this tale of it. His, his family owned it and they had to sell it and he's going to buy it back someday. Right. That, I mean, that's, mm-hmm. that's, yeah. And, and you know the current homeowners are kind of weird about it but he goes and he just like paints the outside and he takes care of this house and the house has so much character and that's part of the point it's like kind of this unique house even under san francisco and but i love the way that the house then becomes this symbol of you know inequality and and right like housing crisis right so it's it's the house itself is is beautiful but pretty irrelevant in today's age oh yeah but yeah, yeah. uh <laughs> no uh, it's aging yeah. like wine this movie yeah and it's a great movie i mean it's got one of my favorite soundtracks of the last decade um yeah just really incredible stuff so i love the house in this movie that's a good one and that and this this is one where it's not like a thriller right so it's just kind of like yeah. the house the house is a setting the house is like some heart behind if it, it if really the house is isn't right the movie doesn't happen yeah yeah okay all right what do you got I'm gonna go with Psycho. Oh, I almost put this on my list. You but almost I put it on. Yeah. I feel like I feel like uh, yeah. I don't know the almost of the list. Those 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 are either sus or we or need to go on because if we're both in that headspace. But you, you know we don't spend too much time in the house that I'm talking about from mm-hmm. this movie. But I cannot deny the icon that it is. I cannot deny. The terror of just sitting on that hill in the background, yeah, just it's, it is just hovering over you, yeah, the whole movie, the the shots to like the mother again, mothers in horror movies in basements, what's going on, guys, in the window, yeah, and just like, and the black and the white, and it's just haunting you the whole time. I couldn't deny myself, so, I, but again, we don't spend too much actual time yeah. in the house. Yeah, so I mean, there's an iconic aspect to this house. Uh, yes, but you can go drive by at Universal Studios. Fake Norman Bates will run at you with a hatchet on the Universal tour if you want to go check out this house. Yeah, or maybe yeah, life. yes, yes. So, all right, all right, Psycho, put uh, put it on the list for now. You ready for one? I'm gonna Maybe. give you. I'm gonna give you a fun one. And this is this was like a real borderline one for me. But this is the. Royal Tenenbaums. Ooh, I almost put the, every single uh, one. Is gonna be like, I almost put this one on there. <laughs> yeah, this that's a good one. Wes Anderson's good at houses. Yeah, yeah, living yeah spaces. for sure. Right. Uh, you could almost say Grand Budapest. I was know. just gonna say you. You could almost say that. But like the introductions to the characters as like tied specifically to different spaces in the house, in in mm-hmm. like in different floors, and like everything is so. Perfectly designed. I feel like I've only seen it once or twice, and I like <clears throat> neither of them were really like sit down and like watch it. You yeah, know? I watched it. We watched it this year. I love it. Um, Ugh, I, need, I wish Gene, they would do And something. Gene Hackman is so good in that movie. Yeah. So, yeah, Royal Tenenbaums. Love that house. And we cannot argue with Wes's production design. No, yeah. Denying they, him a spot. Yeah. And it's. You know, in some ways, it's kind of unrealistic because it is such an unrealistic space, right? Every floor looks so different, and right. You know, but but it it's it's really working. It works. It's great. What do you okay. got? My my next one is nineteen the nineteen seventy seven horror classic House. 
Okay, I've never seen this movie. <laughs> okay, it's literally called House. Uh, yeah, and it I is know. the most insane. It's the most insane movie I've ever seen outside of horror, outside of genre, whatever. Yeah, it is an absolute trip. And it's not like a um, you know psychedelic trip that it just gets boring in its surrealism. It is a group of girls that go to... I don't even remember the plot. That's That's part of this. They go to this house, I think, to visit an aunt or something. And the house, like, slowly kills them all oh Uh, or not slowly but one by one and it's in the most fantastical ways like a piano eats a girl and then her fingers are like floating playing the keys and it's like almost never like actually scary because it's so silly um (laughs) but i i mean there are some horrifying images in it as well but it's more of a cartoon really and and the editing is so singularly fascinating like i've never seen a movie that edits this way Mm-hmm. And, then this, this, like, and this is a foreign film, right? Yeah, Japanese. Yeah, yeah, okay. And the the title sequence, the guy says it like that. Says "aus," <laughs> so I say it like that every time I see it. Um, but it it does kind of have a film bros reputation, sure, um, just because of its strangeness. But yeah. it's definitely fun to watch with a group of friends. That's yeah. the only time I would recommend it. Is like group of friends having a silly goose time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. How about we do? How many more do you have? Because I got four more. I have two more. What you wanna? You wanna? I'll go. I'll go. I got. Um, uh, this one's a stretch because it's not technically a house, but you could make the argument that it is a haunted house movie. Ooh, okay. And that movie is Alien. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You're like, dude, the ship is crazy. <laughs> right, because. The conception of Alien is we're going to do a haunted house movie, right? except it's the Nostromo, the ship. And and it's just, I mean, it's so iconic, and I can just picture, like, spaces See, I in think, that ship. I think what's not fair about your movies is that, on the whole, they're all just, like, 10 out of 10 classics. <laughs> Sans Home Alone. <laughs> but Alien, Royal Tenenbaums, like, they're just good movies. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. We don't have to keep Alien on the list. I just, I, I just thought it's an interesting choice, of, right. um, y- you know, you know, just uh, kind of interesting uh, be- because it, because I mean, I think that was part of the original pitch. Haunted right. uh, House so, in space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's um, good. God, that movie's good. I know. Um, okay, I've got, got two more. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna hit you with The Shining. Ah, uh, yeah, that one's on my list for sure. You know I had to. Sounds like yeah. that one's going on the list. The official. If there's any repeats, it's going on. Yeah. Um. I don't know how much there, how much more there is to say about you know this movie and that Overlook Hotel. Some of the history behind it. I mean, I feel like if you're, do you feel like do most you, people know the the background on this? Yeah. I mean, did you yeah. think it was weird? So when we were in high school, our church we went on youth trip every other year to Estes Park, Colorado. Right. And uh, where there was a youth conference uh, up in the Rockies. That's why, Mitchell, there was a youth conference up in the Rockies. I know, but like, why this conference? Why this? Because it was part of our denomination. But, um, and Estes Park is famous because it has the the hotel that inspired Stephen King. And it is, I mean, it is up in the Rocky Mountains. And and then they filmed like the miniseries of the TV movie of The Shining up there in Estes Park. But not this one. Oh, the one that Stephen King was like, this one's okay. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stephen King is a weirdo. He's just mad because it is literally like so different from the book. Yeah, he's like, yeah, Meh, even though it's yeah. better, yeah, product. Um, but did, I was gonna say, did you think it was weird? I, I always remember like a highlight of that trip to Colorado would be to, like to go visit the Shining Hotel. Um, <laughs> that was always a, kind of a strange. I mean, there was definitely the shiny energy on that trip among students. <laughs> <laughs> reading all of their Harry Potter books. Just people going insane, people being gaslit, worship sets going way too long, and you're like swaying no, with no. kids. No, you gotta cut this. <laughs> you just holding hands like those twin girls, like, what? Stop. Uh, but, uh, yeah. Legendary. Anyways, anyways. Iconic. Love this location. Movie doesn't exist without it. And and again, it it it's what I love about this because because I'm I'll tell you one that's not on my list, but I honestly like gave a good hard think about whether or not I could could uh, get really put it on here is Titanic, uh, <laughs> which is literally a boat and not a house. <laughs> 
But you're like deconstructing the idea of a house. <laughs> but what I love that James Cameron does, and I love that Kubrick does it in The Shining, and Bong Joon Ho does it in Parasite, is that and and it's done in Home Alone, right? Is they the first half of the movies of these movies. You basically get a sense for these settings before the thrills come. Mm-hmm. And then when everything goes crazy, you know the space. You're familiar with the space. And they can really move so seamlessly through it because you already right. know it. So James Cameron does this amazing thing where there are scenes in every part of the boat, in every part of the ship, from the front to the back, in the right. first half of the movie, that then... After it hits the iceberg, every anywhere you're on, you are in that ship, you know exactly where you are. He has laid right. that groundwork. It's, I mean, it is so like James Cameron to probably not be that interested in basically anything that happens in the first hour and a half, other than it being a vehicle f- to put you in that boat in different places. Right. Um, and The Shining does this, right? I mean, you you just like the two are at the beginning of the movie and. Um, just, I mean, just a great sense of grounds the space. you in what yeah. will soon be a very psychotic adventure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great. It's great. Um, my next one is a classic. Um, it is Sunset Boulevard. Mm. You've seen, you've seen Sunset Boulevard, right? I love Sunset Boulevard. Oh my gosh, but just, I haven't seen it in so long. I need to rewatch that. Uh, so Sunset Boulevard is like kind of the iconic example of a movie uh, uh, where the house where the house really reinforces the theme of the movie mm-hmm. um right so it's about this kind of aged out hollywood actress um who's kind of basically you know hold herself off from the world and is living in this mansion in in hollywood you know and she's just kind of despondent about her her desperate to be back in the limelight right and she kind of right. basically she was once a star yeah, yeah. It's one, it's one of my favorite lines in all the movies, right? She, she's a screenwriter. It's the basically. pictures that got small. Yeah, yeah. That's the line. She, you know, he says, "You're Norma Desmond. You used to be big, and you used to be in silent pictures. You used to be big." And she says, "I am big. It's the pictures that got small. It's so perfect." Me and, talking about Instagram as a designer, <laughs> but like just literally the pictures. That's uh, and and basically, she strands this guy in her estate. Because she's making him write a movie about her life, or, or you know, a screenplay that she has an idea for. I, I, I don't, I don't remember exactly. And she's gonna be the star of it, and it's gonna be her big comeback. And the whole thing is kind of this dilapidated mansion that is just kind of old and out of style and dusty. There's just this sense of decay in it, right? Yeah. And. And obviously, yeah. rep- like this kind of external representation of her, of her. Right. Um, There's like a real emptiness wandering the halls. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, huge. Yeah. Yes, yes. Cavernous. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's and she got like Citizen Kane-y. And she's a little got. Bit. Yeah, yeah. Xanadu is a good example. Um, uh, and she's got like a butler or something that's kind of you know odd. It's like her only companion and. You know, again, I, I'm not playing fair because Sunset Boulevard is just like a five star classic. Yeah, um, God, I need to rewatch it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, yeah, Xanadu would have been a good one too. I mean, it's it's. I, I thought about it. It's icon- it's iconic, but it's not it, most of the movie. You know. Yeah, that that's kind of ultimately why it didn't end up on there for me is that I just don't think it is enough of the movie. Um, yeah, it's like Dracula's yeah. Castle out there. Yeah. Uh, all right, you got another one? Uh, I'm taking it back. Just a, a romp, a good time. I don't know why I was thinking about Beetlejuice. The, the movie Beetlejuice. This is yes. what we're doing? Oh, my gosh. Look at that movie poster, first of all. I know, I know. I know the poster very well. The whole idea is these ghosts are like, this is our house. <laughs> and we are not giving our house okay. up for these right, snobby, right. artsy-fartsies. And... Uh, you know, we're even we go so far as to even have a model of our house in our house. <laughs> oh boy, I, I mean, be, it's the no, real estate I, agent. You, okay, you just sent me the poster, Mitchell. I know what the poster looks like. I'm looking at it. it. It's the interior designer guy. It's the come on. I mean, boy, I have not watched this movie in since probably I was in high school. Really? You need to rewatch Beetlejuice. Is good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 
Michael Keaton is a gem. Gina Davis is great. A young Alec Baldwin. Yeah, yeah. All right. I mean, you know, I just, I don't know. I just, I feel like late Tim Burton has really made me not interested. Tim Burton gets a bad rap. This is this is this is peak Tim Burton. Yeah. Uh, This and Edward Scissorhands to me are peak Timmy. Yeah, does Edward Scissorhands count as a movie where the house... Oh, God, why does that neighborhood remind me of Boise, Idaho? Oh, yeah, totally. Uh, <laughs> 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 All right, I, I will take it. I'll put Beetlejuice on the list, but I don't have a lot to say about it. Though, uh, the, what I remember <laughs> is very much like the style and the, the kind of the production design is really unique. Yeah. 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 All right, I've got one more that's on my list. I've got a couple of, like, uh, honorable mentions-ish hey, kind of a thing. So the one that I really would put on the list is Panic Room, the David Fincher thriller. Um, I knew you'd do this one. I still haven't seen this movie. It's so, it's so good. I don't know why. I mean, I don't know why we don't talk about it more. It this to me is like David Fincher doing Alfred Hitchcock and like doing it super well. And you know, again, very similar to what I was just saying, where you know it's Jodie Foster and her daughter Kristen Stewart. They move into this like giant, you know. A townhouse in, in New York somewhere and brownstone you know whatever and it comes with this panic room you know the state of the art thing and it's this three story house and you very quickly you know he sets you up you know where everything is in this house and the first night they're there these guys come in um, they're they're trying to you know and they don't know they're burglars or something but they're pretty they're pretty legit because they've got some like heavy weaponry and Kristen Stewart and Jodie Foster end up in this panic room and the whole house is this character because they're connected to the whole house through video cameras and microphones and speakers and the whole thing. And it it is, you know, like I was saying, he grounds you in the space and then, then the thrills start and it's really well done. So I love, I love panic room. You should watch it. And where's, is it streaming somewhere? Um, Probably Hulu, the one I don't have. You know, I, I I rarely see it streaming anywhere. I got it on like a four ninety nine uh, Apple movie sale kind of a thing. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's not streaming anywhere right now. But it's yeah, a good pick. yeah, it's a good. It's a great movie. Um, you don't have any more. My very last one okay. is 1999's Lavar Burton directing Smart House. <laughs> <laughs> Oh Which has been ranked. Wait, wait, wait. LeVar Burton directed Smart House? I had no that's, idea. That's, a, that's what Letterbox said. This is incredible. <laughs> oh my gosh. This may be the fact of the podcast. <laughs> He's directed like three movies and Smart House is one of them. <laughs> oh my gosh. This is incredible. I can fly twice as high. Oh my gosh. It's so funny. I, I was telling Megan about the premise for our podcast and the first thing she said which is like smart house <laughs> right. yes well i will say this uh in december 2015 entertainment weekly ranked smart house number one on the list of top does, 30 does, disney, disney channel, channel original, original movies. movies yeah i mean what earns this movie this top spot on the list is its combination of sob worthy emotion that scene where ben revisits home plus <laughs> i'm reading some <laughs> Wikipedia. Uh, Katie Seagal's turn as the good gone evil gone good resident hologram is nothing short of iconic, a word we've used many times on this podcast already. And I have to agree with Ariana Backel of Entertainment. <laughs> I gotta be honest, I think about Smart House all the time. <laughs> it's, dude, anytime I want a smoothie. <laughs> Every time I vacuum and I wish that the floor could suck in the dirt (laughs) or whatever it is. Gosh, this is this. See, this is look at the shirt this kid is wearing. (laughs) This is cinema, (laughs) and frankly, houses in the title. So I think it pretty much has to go on the list. Plus, that kid was in another movie called Luck of the Irish. Luck of the Irish. Yeah, where an Irish guy plays basketball, which was my second favorite disney channel movie back in the day not the smart house was number one yeah you weren't a big double team fan (laughs) let's move on um all right i had two i think just two honorable mentions one's a documentary and it's gray gardens (laughs) have you seen gray gardens no i've only seen the documentary now spoof of gray gardens Uh, which made me want to watch gray gardens 
I'll tell you what, we watch the documentary now. Episode, I've been trying to get then, Tara to watch it, and she's like, it's too sad, please, no. And, and, and then we watched it, and it's even crazier. I mean, Fred Armisen doing this is, is like, truly one of the funniest things of, like, the last decade, but this movie is... Uh, this movie scares it, me more than any horror movie. Uh, oh, yeah. No, this movie's crazy. I mean, there's... I mean, I mean like, this movie couldn't be made now. Because right. people would say you're you're taking advantage of right you know right. mental illness and and all this I mean just like you could not make this movie now I mean you you just see the shots inside this house and it is just terror uh, I mean it's just crazy yeah God I'm watching the trade oh wait it's it's just on YouTube oh yeah like, yeah, yeah it's it's like thing. super available gosh yeah so. So there you go, Grey Gardens, um, because like that house, it is about that house. It is about the raccoons living with these two women oh in this my house. Gosh, what this movie is so scary. To me. I know. I this know. is the this is the barbarian of it all, though. Just like the things people turn into when left to their own devices for long enough. Yeah. Without yes. other humans. <laughs> That's why I'm kind of interested in this topic, right? Because a house, like our home, is supposed to be this, like, it's supposed to be a lot of things. It's supposed to represent mm, safety yep. and security and and comfort and all of these things. And uh, the way that a lot of movies on this list kind of play with that, right? Mm-hmm. The, the parasite house, you know, the the, the 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 looming psycho, you know, Bates Motel house behind them, right? The you know the way that Panic Room becomes like a prison um, right right in and of itself it's 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 and these are not all horror movies but they they really play with what a house is supposed to be for us right um well i mean that's why even some of these like tlc shows that we've joked about in the past and you see it's like some like like a hoarders type yeah, show oh yeah where you're like man th- this is kind of just as scary as a lot of things yeah. i don't know why but it is yeah yeah, and Grey Gardens really is the kind of the the, the reality ex, you know expression of that. Um, yeah, it is. Yeah, it's crazy. I need to watch it, but it's like a car accident, you can't look away from. Ugh. Okay, next one. Oh, I, I, it's just gonna say, does Rear Window count? <laughs> I get it, and it it is tempting, but that felt more like of a neighborhood. I know. That's why I didn't. That's why I say it's an honorable mention. I mean, I think it's yeah, a great use sure. of a setting. Uh, yeah, one, I mean, one of the best production designs of all time. Yeah, yeah, easy. Yeah, I don't think I have any others. I mean, I mean, I think there's there's certainly you know plenty of um, pl- you know plenty more. Um, yeah, you know, you could get into this, and this is like you know, it's funny because it's certainly representative of our taste. Uh, right, I'm sure people know as well could have guessed this list. Uh, yeah, and I you know. No big controversies here. <laughs> uh, so what do we got? We got The Shining for sure, because we both had it. We have Parasite for sure, because mm-hmm. we both had it. Mm-hmm. And then we kind of have some some wiggle room here. Um, so let me go through it. I'll go through it again. We've got Parasite, The Shining, Panic Room, Last Black Man in San Francisco, Sunset Boulevard, Psycho, Home Alone, Beetlejuice, <laughs> The Royal Tenenbaums, House, Alien, and Smart House. <laughs> <laughs> Smart House is number one spot, obviously. <laughs> okay, so here's what I do. I do. Do you want to each get a black ball? <laughs> black ball. <laughs> Dude, everyone should go watch Frasier. Stop listening to this. Go watch Frasier. One of the greatest sitcoms of all time, and no one puts respect on my guy's name. Talk on my a, man's talk, name. Talk about a great house. Uh, <laughs> <sighs> uh, uh, we should do great apartments. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's what the content people want. <laughs> Next to <do> Great Cottage. <laughs> to, to me, uh, it's me. The best apartment in any TV show. Do you know what it is? Do you know what it is? Best apartment in any TV show? Tell me. Don, Don and Megan Draper's apartment. In, what, yeah, with the Yeah, the lowered living room. And he listens to that Beatles album. Oh, my gosh. That's crazy. Okay. So we uh, got... Duh, ka, ka. So, so if you had to, that was her county. If you, <laughs> oh man. <laughs> okay. 
Listen, listen, we have two for sure's. Yeah, I know. And if then, you could blackball one, what would it be? I think we should go. We have two for sure's that are already done. And then we should each choose one that we're like, 100%, this has to be on it. And then we duke it out for the last one. Last okay. slot. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. What's yours? 100% has know. to be on it. The thing is, I think I, I, I'm having a hard time not just choosing the best movies, not like. That's fine. That serves, That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. The argument here. That's fine. Because if I go best movies on this list, I probably go Parasite, Shining, Sunset. What? Uh, I mean, eventually our list is a Bong Joon Ho movie. You know, one of the greatest classics. You know, a Billy Wilder movie in in Sunset Boulevard. A David Fincher movie. A Stanley Kubrick movie. Right. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, like, if we're going best movies for me... Oh, oh, and you could put Psycho on there, and then you get an Alfred Hitchcock. No, I was going to say, Shining, Psycho, Parasite, Alien, Sunset Boulevard. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, uh, what, did I just name five? Yeah. Hold on, let me arrange it. So the list would be Shining, Parasite, Alien, House, Sunset Boulevard. Or no, House. Do you think that farmhouse (laughs) with signs is a character? I almost put, yeah, Yeah. I thought about it, but the thing is with these movies is that, I mean... The signs would get blown away on this list like much of this stuff has i know i know shining parasite alien sunset psycho that's kind of just a baller list but that's just because i like alien i don't know if it's like the best i know i I'll see I, i'd be movie. i'd be okay taking alien off the the list alien off yeah. so there's room so we have sunset and psycho those are just our classics coming from behind what is a what's a more contemporary see it's not fair you haven't seen house i think it's got to be royal you would put Royal Tenenbaums? No, well, it, it, if I'm having fun, I would put House. But you haven't seen that. Yeah. So how could you know? To, to me, it feels a little on the nose. <laughs> See, I, I just, I don't know why I don't vibe with the Home Alone pick. Oh, no, that's fine. I don't either. It, so which one are you flirting with, then? Of what? My number one? Like, it's got to be on there? No, if, if, if... Uh, oh, um, I Panic Rib for me. I mean, it's just... If Alien is going on Panic. Yeah, I just but you haven't seen that. I haven't seen it. Yeah, I haven't seen it. I, you know, and I just I think yeah, uh, I think that movie's incredible, and the house is really important to it. But but I totally get it. You haven't seen it. All right, that, well that's perfect. Our number five will be two movies that need, the other one hasn't seen: House okay. and Panic Room. Okay, okay, I'm good with that. So our official top five movies where a house is a main character list is mm-hmm. The Shining in no particular order: The Shining, Parasite, Sunset Boulevard, Psycho. Panic Room and House. <laughs> and my God, is that not a uh, movie marathon for the ages? Yeah, it would be a wild movie marathon, huh? If you have not seen any of these movies, please oh, y- y- you do know, yourself. I also got to give a shout out to Encanto. <laughs> <sighs> that house is literally a character. <laughs> There's a lot of movies that fit this premise. Not a lot of movies that I like. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. I thought Encanto was fine. Did you see Encanto? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm good with that list. Yeah, that's a good one. That is solid. So how do we wrap this episode? I don't know, by telling people to go watch Panic Room. And House. Well, that's our list. If you guys have some movies that are not on this list, that you think it is a crime against cinema that they are not on this list, uh, let us know. Comment. DM. Email. We're really trying to get the conversation outside of uh, us here on the pod. Tell us your favorite movie house. Are you a big fan of David Lowry's A Ghost Story? Ooh, did you, good house. Did you like watching watching Rooney Mara eat a pie for five minutes? That's a good house. Do you know she said she's never had she had never eaten a pie before in her life? And any pie? Any pie. That, that's why. They, originally, that shot was supposed to be like 10 seconds long, but she, it was just so dang good. Like, oh, I remembered another honorable mention for me. Uh, Phantom Thread. It's got two incredible houses. His country house, where he yeah. gets poisoned over and over again, and then his dressmaking house. Love that house. And also because the phrase house woodcock gets used a lot in that movie, which mm. I really love. That should be our number one. <laughs> that's merch uh, got any others i'm just i'm just trying to still think it through houses yeah love love this idea if you got other ideas if the other things you'd like us to rank if this really just excited you to no end uh if you want us to do you know best movie boats um i'm ready do you say best movie boats yeah 
All right, we need to tighten up this pot a little bit here. <laughs> <laughs> I got um, Titanic. I got Jaws. There's two. <laughs> I'm counting. Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of Black Pearl. Black Pearl, that's got to be one. Um, go see Barbarian <laughs> if you want to have a really strange time at the theaters. If you want to be haunted for the next couple days. And you rated the Terminal 4 stars. <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie. Did you see my review? It's so good. It just gets you. It's so stupid, too. <laughs> that movie poster. We will be doing a, uh, what, two-part episode on Hocus Pocus 2. <laughs> it's getting good reviews. It's weird. It's, it's, it is. Uh, Hocus Pocus 1 and 2 double feature episode. <laughs> oh Do we really want to spend our time doing that? Send us your house movies. We've got some. Award season is coming. In terms of the quality of movies that are starting to come out the next couple months. And we're going to do some spook fest. Some spook season movies. Are we? So, yes. <laughs> what do you mean? Because today is October 3rd. Today is our spook fest movie. It's Barbarian. No, we're going to do uh, top five. We don't know anything about horror movies. Until we figure out our spook season, follow us on Instagram at Movies While They Sleep. Rate and review. Send the pod to some movie lover in your life. And uh, tell, tell us your favorite movie houses. Till next time. Good night. Bye. It's a metaphor for grief.